Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm Trey Darnell here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you? I am great. It's a great day in downtown Kingsport. Would you like the honors to introduce our distinguished guest? He is so distinguished. I have the privilege of introducing a dear friend of mine, a mentor, and our former mayor, Dennis Phillips. Dennis, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for asking. Just in case our podcast listeners do not know, you are one of Kingsport's longest serving mayors. Would you share with our listeners a few of the main roles that a mayor has in the city of Kingsport? Actually, is the leader of the board, and the mayor has the same vote that any other board member has, and a lot of people think you have more, but the mayor does have the opportunity in Kingsport especially to lead a little more than and then maybe in some of the other cities because our mayor's elected by the people and the other cities around here, the mayor is elected to serve from the board and that's usually a one or two year term. And actually, I think there's just much, much better way to do it. What do you see as Kingsport's biggest accomplishment during your term? Well, we had... I'm not saying it's boastful, but we had quite a few accomplishments that I'm really proud of. And one of them is this building that we're sitting in, the Food City, that we took a million square feet of the old Keysport Press and turned it into Food City, Chamber of Commerce, a school board, uh, other businesses. And a lot of people felt like that was impossible to do. We completely redid Riverview. We worked together with the Housing Authority and got a grant that, that too, we thought we'd never get. It just completely changed the lives of those people living in Riverview. It, it took them out of pure poverty to a real livable place. Uh, and we did, I was pretty proud of the signage we did, the Welcome to Kingsport. I, th- I think that's a very attractive coming into the city. And I think one of the first accomplishments that I am most proud of is that we obtained permission from the city to declare the church circle property surplus because we knew it was just going to be a matter of time until someone protested the nativity scene on city property. So we got all the churches together. They were willing to pay the appraised value, which was fairly low. And But before that happened, a good friend, Tommy Holtz, called me at 6.30 one morning and wanted to know how much he could bring me a check for to pay for all that. So we still have some great people living in Kingsport. And you know, we, we did a lot of things. Uh, we were always doing something. You're expanding the Green Belt. You're, I mean, we were really moving that. The Higher Education Center building was built, and it has been one of the, I think, one of the better things that we've done. And we were the only city our size in the state of Tennessee without any kind of form of higher education, and we certainly changed that, and working real close with Bill Lockett, Northeast State, and his influence with the state of Tennessee, we were able to get that done, and so, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on, we were always doing something, and the chamber was built, the school system, in a great office, and they were going to both locate somewhere else, and we were able to work with them, and actually save money by putting them in that location, and Food City was very reluctant, they're not the only store we asked to locate now town but reluctantly they agreed to build a store downtown and in just a few years they've now expanded that store and it's been one of their more successful stores 
And I think we, we really turned downtown around, and you can never stop working on downtown, but I think it, that it's good now as it's been in a long time, and we still have a ways to go. Well, I can say that I'm very proud of our the chamber and the city schools building. We just celebrated 10 years in that building, so thank you for your leadership in making that happen. So you retired from working, but not really, because you still work every day a few years ago, but you just stepped into another role for the Northeast Tennessee Hub. Can you tell us about this new position? Well, this comes under the heading of knowing when to say no, and I, I never have learned that. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about regionalism for years, and it, it just never would get off the ground. So about six months ago, I got a text from a, one of our influential business leaders that asked me if I'd be interested in running the hub, and it was someone I really couldn't say no to, but... I'm really excited about the hub. I I think that if we all work together, that we can, you know, our growth in the past 10, 15 years has been like half of 1%. And if we're going to get the Costco's and some of the other things that we would really like to have, rooftops are going to be the key. So the BMA and the city is doing a great job on rooftops now. And I think if we can get this hub, will include the counties from Green to Mountain City, Johnson County. And we all work together and pull in the same wagon and we have to get over the jealousy and uh, I don't know why we, we, we can't act like lawyers. We can fight at Friday night at the ball game and then maybe go have a Coke on Saturday morning like the attorneys do. So there are things you can learn from attorneys. But uh, in some cases, I felt like over the years that we'd rather a business go to or an industry, especially we'd rather go to, we'd rather we go to Johnson City, Texas rather than go to Johnson City, Tennessee. And, and we got, you know, we don't need to be jealous of each other. We need to be proud of each city of what we can accomplish together. And if we join in these forces, if we get can accomplish this, we're going to have a about triple the money to put in the economic development that we do now and that allows us to do better site development and you know industry is going to go where they have the available land and the personnel and we, we've got to work on our workforce we've got to work on where we have available land that, that we could be purchased and turned into industrial sites and some counties have more than others and so this is going to be a very difficult task to get this pulled out and we're going to have to get the chambers and the medias and the people by the public behind it because it, it's not about someone's job security it's about how do we use our industry leaders and the more than the million dollars per year that they're going to bring into this to make the whole program better so we can recruit or hire tech industry well, we're very excited about it and very proud of you leading the way we're here to support you because we've always said we're better together right in our case where we have such limited land available our terrain our mountains are beautiful but they're not really beautiful for uh, a large industry that, that employs four or five thousand people. You know, when when you make it flat, you've got a lot of spits involved. Absolutely. I'm curious. We're going to shift gears a little bit. I'm curious about your son's passion for the University of Miami Hurricanes. Is this all just him? Or is this a family-adored team? Well, this is a family-adored team which started with him. And I'm proud to say that we we took him to this first game when he was probably 10 or 11 years old. And then we went to next year, the next year, and next year. Now we're season ticket holders at the University of Miami. And we use the Allegiant Air a lot. Truth is, it's been a great thing during his 
teenage years and when most kids are rebellion, he's just been, since he had to have our permission and our money more than anything to go to the ball games, he was very appreciative. And I guess, to be very honest, we've all turned into Miami fans because of him. But, and it's not because necessarily Miami's a, that great a place. It's because that it's this thing that our family has done together constantly for at least 30 years. Well, you've got somebody else that has joined you on these trips. About four years ago, you started taking someone else. Tell us about your also new, fairly new title as being a grandfather. That little old girl. (laughs) (laughs) How long is this program? (laughs) We have the most beautiful granddaughter. I mean, you know, you think you love your children, but when the grandkid comes along, it's it's a different level. I mean, grandparents everywhere know what I'm talking about. It's just, and we've involved her in everything we've done. She went to her first Miami football game before she was a year old. So uh, may have overdone it, but it's, that's okay. Uh, the, and I have to agree with you. Being a grandparent, I, I tell my girls all the time that my grandson's much sweeter than they are. Well, they they are. And I guess they'll say this it's because you can send them home. There you go. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, she is precious. I agree with you. If you had an autobiography, written about you, what would the title be? I think the title would be, I need to learn to say no. He never learned to say no to anything. But, but you know, I get more enjoyment out of what I do than people you do it for if you want to know the truth i mean it's just something i love to do and and that's people ask me if i miss being mayor yes i do be being mayor because you have ways to influence a lot of things so luckily we have good people on our board of mayor and alderman well as we wrap up our podcast we do our rapid five questions simple question all you have to do is give it an answer where is your favorite place to watch television in my living room what is one food you would not want to give up Pizza. Blue or red? Blue. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Louis. Curie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What's the fastest speed you have ever driven in a car? Oh, about 60. So he he just told a lie, I think. I think he did, too. I I borrowed uh, the Hubbard's Mercedes one time, and I had it to 145 mile an hour. Oh, mercy. And... It was getting a little light, and I was getting a little nervous. So I, Time to slow down. So one more question on that, just a shameless plug. What is your favorite pizza place? Naturally, Chef's Pizza in downtown Kingsport. There you go. Well, Mayor Phillips, former Mayor Phillips, I think you still deserve that title. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Vanessa, any final thoughts? That's it. We appreciate you, Mayor. Thank you. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport leadership programs of your Kingsport chamber and Honda Kingsport. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts.